This is the Tanakh Podcast with Alex Israel. Today, Yirmiyahu Perek Lamad Vav, Jeremiah chapter 36. We are all reeling from the awful news uh, here in Israel today, uh, Simchat Torah, uh, the current death toll is over 300 people killed and something like 1,500 people injured. And uh, there are many tens of people who have been abducted to Aza, to Gaza. So we will dedicate our learning today to their welfare and to the healing of those people who have been injured and we will hope for better days we will pray for the uh for our chayalim i have many relatives who have been called up to the army my children my nephews and others so uh, we should be aware of what's going on and keep these people in our thoughts and in our prayers but we're going to learn torah because that's what we do so Yirmiyahu Perak Lamad Vav is a tremendously exciting Perak, uh, a dramatic one, I should rather say. It starts off in the fourth year of Yehoiakim, which is the same year as the rise of Nebuchadnezzar, the rise of the Babylonians. And Yirmiyahu gets a message from God to take a Megillat Sefer, to take a book, or to take a scroll, to take maybe papyrus, and write down all of the Nebuot that he has been uh, given. Um, he's basically been we're talking about something like the last 25 years of Nuvuot and saying to maybe they'll do tshuva maybe they will repent maybe they will change their ways and indeed Yirmiyahu instructs his uh, scribe Baruch ben Neriah um, this word mipi from the mouth of comes up seven times in the chapter. The word Megillat uh, Sefer or Sefer comes up, the Megillah comes up 14 times in the chapter. There's a great stress on this book actually being a very direct record of the words of Yirmiyahu, so much so that even after we'll see it gets burnt, even though it is burnt by the king, Yehoiakim. The evil king, um, it, 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 God instructs Yirmiyahu to rewrite it, to put it back into writing. Indeed, what he does is this is happening. What did we say in the fourth year of Yehoiakim, and he's told to write this Megillah and to read it to the people. However, when we get to Pasuk Tet, it says that it is the fifth year, in the ninth month, and everybody called a fast. And everybody's in Yerushalayim, they're at the compound of the of the Beit HaMikdash. And now, Vayikra Baruch Sefer at Beit Hashem Belishkat Gemariyahu Ben Shafan. There is this uh, man called Gemariyahu Ben Shafan, HaSofer. He seems to be the uh, national secretary or something. And Baruch Ben Neriyah gets a audience. Yirmiyahu is busy... Um, he says, Aniyatsur in Pasuk Ehei, Lo Chalavo Beit Hashem. Apparently, he is already banned from prophesying in the house of God. And he sends Baruch, and Baruch gets an audience with the national secretary 
and they read this book. And suddenly it says, somebody, Michayal ben Gamariel ben Shafan, here's if, 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 what's written here. And now they go down to read it another time to all of the Sarim, to the Beit HaMelech, to all of the cabinet. Now, you don't need to have so many stages in this story, but the sense is it's being read over and over and over. And each time that it's read, it gets more and more of a, a strong response. So if you look at Pasuk Tetzayin, for example, when they or when all of the cabinet hear these words, but Baruch is reading it to them, everybody starts really getting scared. Now, the thing is, Yumiya has been saying this for a long time, so what makes them so scared? But what we know is that the year is uh, 605 BCE. In the fifth year of Yehoiakim, it's already 604. And according to the Babylonian Chronicle, between 605 and 604, that's precisely when Nebuchadnezzar arrives, when the Babylonian forces arrive in Eretz Israel, and they take possession, they, they conquer Ashkelon. So can you imagine it like this? Yirmiyahu uh, is told to write down all of these prophecies and starts, you know, maybe reading it in public. Nobody pays too much attention. However, now that it's read to government officials and they see all of the predictions that Yirmiyahu has made and they've just, why is there a fast? There's a fast because everybody understands that the Babylonians, this huge army, this superpower, have suddenly entered the region and have already taken possession, have already conquered Ashkelon, so they're right on our doorstep. And Yirmiyahu is talking about all this. Suddenly this really, the combination of the predictions, the premonitions, the the, the prophecies of Yirmiyahu, along with the fact that it sounds like what he's saying is, is, is pretty much coming true, strikes fear into their heart. And now what do they do? Now they say, we've got to tell the, the king about this. Pasukutet, verse 19, they say to Baruch, hide away and make sure that you and Yirmiyahu, nobody knows where you are. And they go and they take the um, this scroll and they have somebody called Yehudi who reads it to the king. And it says it's the winter, it's the ninth month. We're talking about um, Kislev, it's the winter, it's Hanukkah time. And it says that the fire is burning in front of the king. And every single time he reads Shalosh de la Arba, three doors and four, maybe three lines and four, or three columns. Yikreh batar hasofer. Uh, the king instructs the scribe to take out his razor and they simply slice the 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 scroll and they simply burn it they burn it and notice it says in verse 24 the king and his close group of advisors aren't scared and they do not tear their clothes now, of course, this is a direct intertextual reference to the story of Yoshiyahu, where Yoshiyahu, Josiah, um, finds a book, finds a scroll, finds a Sefer Torah, and sees terrible things which are mentioned in it. When they, when, when Shafan reads it to the king, it says, This I'm reading from Malachim Bet, Perak Chaf Bet, the king tore his clothes, and immediately he sends Achikam ben Shafan 
from the same family to Huldah the prophet in order to find out something here the king remains un, unfluttered he, he he doesn't seem to be bothered at all and the chapter ends in the following way God comes back to Yirmiyahu after the burning of this scroll and he says take another scroll write down everything you've already written write everything that was on the burnt scroll and 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 about Yehoiakim, you should say, So says God, You've tried to burn this scroll. You need to understand that what I've written there is really going to come true. And... Um, God reinforces the idea that your, he says about the king himself, you are going to not live out your days as a king and your corpse is going to be, uh, you know, thrown into the, the, the wilderness, etc., etc. What is this story here? It's a story really about whether people listen to the warnings. Sometimes there are people in government who are just interested in ruling however they rule, and they're not interested in hearing alternative voices. They're not interested in hearing when the prophet tells them and brings them a message from God. They're so stuck in their ways, they're so deaf to truth that they can't hear the messages of the prophet. But God is saying, you can try and burn the scroll you can't burn the message we're going to write it again and again and again because truth cannot be burnt that's it for today and we're gonna let it burn 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 we're gonna let it burn